Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. Monday, June 18th, 2012, and it's our second anniversary. Please welcome my co-host before she tag-teams it off to Tom Fogarty. You know her from Desperate Housewives and The Electric Company. It's Ashley Austin Morris. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Congratulations. Two years. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you you could join us. Seems like just... Just yesterday that we uh, we made that hot mess over in uh, mid Midtown. I know it was so much fun. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Were you drunk or something? No, I was just like in such a state of elation. You know, I just had it. It was fun. I was having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into our panel. I would like to welcome uh, comedian. Uh, whose annual Russell Ferber Foundation fundraiser is coming up June 28th at 6.30 at the Village Community School Theater in New York City. Please welcome Jordan Ferber. Jordan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Good, good. Has anyone ever told you your voice sounds a bit like Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary? No, I've not heard that. Everybody tells me I sound like my dad. (laughs) Oh, okay. I have not yet (laughs) met your dad. Um, (laughs) Well, if you met him, if you, if you called the house and you got him on the phone, you would think it was me. Maybe I would get him and think it's Dennis Leary. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I didn't realize I used so many big words. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get right down into our panel. Um, Rodney let's King. Rodney King Already. was all right. Rodney King was found dead over the weekend. Um, the LAPD is investigating. Uh, when I first uh, heard of this last night, I was wondering if that really was the best uh, organization to do the investigating. Uh, Jordan, what do you make of this? What do I make of them doing the investigating? Yeah. Or what, or, 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 or what do I make of that, the investigation itself? What do you make of the fact that it's the LAPD that uh, beat him up so many years ago, and now they're the ones doing the investigation, and the fact that he's he's dead? Well, I can't. I I uh, I, I can't say I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, I mean, oh, we'll look into it. We'll find out what happened. We'll, uh, we'll out. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it's it, it, nothing until until they come out with any findings. There's nothing to refute against them anyway. We're right. waiting until they let's wait until they falsify some evidence before we uh, start pointing fingers. <laughs> 
now, Ashley, you're right in Los Angeles. If you wanted, you can falsify the evidence yourself. Yeah, I just think the cops need to leave him alone. Like, he's dead. Leave him alone. Yeah. Cops are always, they're we like, we know you're dead, but we're still coming after you. Do you think there are going to be any officers that are going to come to the funeral just to kick the body? <laughs> I, I do oh. think so. Well, you know, I don't know because I find my experience with police officers in L.A. is that whenever you want them, they're to be found. And every time you do not want them, there they are. So beating, up, beating up somebody. Yeah, beating I found the easiest way to get pulled over in Los Angeles is to have New York plates. <laughs> oh, well, that's a thing out there, isn't it? You cannot legally drive in California without California plates. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, I think they do say that. But also, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to the fact that that's probably an easy way to get pulled over anywhere outside New York, I would think. <laughs> probably. I just think if I'm driving, they just pull me over because it's like a weird, sober <laughs> girl listening to Judy Garland, and they just think, like, crack suspect. I don't know what they think, but... <laughs> Now let's move on to um the uh the, the, the basketball, the NBA. Um so it's the uh Oklahoma Thundercats and the and the Cryami Heat. Is that is that Jordan, you're a big fan. School us on what's going on there. Oh well uh you you see I I uh, I can't believe that I'm the one that's gonna have all the information here. I'm a Knicks yeah. fan, so you know, we're not really used to watching basketball in June. <laughs> you know, I always say, I tell people, I, I stopped watching the NBA in April, April 1997. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, listen, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an NBA fan. I'm a big Knicks fan. So I'm happy to see the, I'd like to see the Miami Heat lose to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think this Oklahoma team has got a lot of talent. I'd like to see them do it. I think okay. So and. Does. They, you think so? What, what, what's the uh, score right now with the with the series here? It's I, I, uh, Miami won last night, so it's two to one Miami. I see. Ashley, what do you think is going to happen? Is a Car- is a Kardashian married to any of them? No. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about it then. <laughs> Yesterday, somebody was like, "Oh, are you so happy the Kings won the hockey tournament?" And I was like, "Who were they playing? The Crips?" Like. Well, I don't under like I don't know anything about about sports. You, you, you at thought all. they meant Latin Kings? Is that what yeah, you thought? Yeah, I was like, oh, are the Bloods involved? Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I did hear somebody did tell me that, uh, that apparently there was some spokesperson for the LA Kings that said that they would give free tickets to Lil Wayne if oh, he wanted no, to I show up. Oh no, I What? Really? There, well, there was a whole there's little, some... little wing thing in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Did, did you hear about that at all? No. What, explain. The, 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 the rapper, Lil Wayne, went to one of the Oklahoma City uh, San Antonio Spurs games and was mm-hmm. not allowed in, and he was very upset and, and couldn't understand why, and it turned out it was because he did not have a ticket. <laughs> I see. He was like, but I'm Lil Wayne. And I'm like, yeah, that's, we know. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and what about um, Justin Bieber is dropping an album tomorrow? Uh, finally. Called, finally. Called Believe. Uh, we lost Ashley temporarily, I think. So, Jordan, um, it's all you on this one. How do you feel about the Biebs dropping that album tomorrow? 
Well, well, I it was it was bound to happen. Eventually, he's going to actually have some piece of product to produce and not just be on TV for no reason. <laughs> uh huh. And are you looking uh, forward to it? I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan. In fact, I don't think I could even name really more than one. I don't think I could name any songs mm-hmm. by Justin Bieber. I, I find him very attractive. Uh huh. Um, in a in the least creepy way possible. Let me just say that. <laughs> um, what's, and the, what's the title of the album? It's called Believe. Believe. Yeah. Do you do you, do you know how many uh, how many uh, producers does it have on it? I don't know. I think there are several different ones. Shame on you for not having the liner notes available while we have this discussion. <laughs> they don't make liner notes anymore. Everything's digital. You gotta get a one of those deluxe iTunes editions and read it on the screen. Right. Well, Ashley, you what know. about you? Did you just have a uh you just had a stroke over there? What's going on? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. You there can you hear are. me. Okay, because I have um, to come back in. So are are you, Ashley Austin Morris, excited about Justin Bieber dropping an album tomorrow? <laughs> you know, my feelings about Justin Bieber are like I I feel like he stole my look. Like, I have a similar haircut and, like, a similarly shaped body, but yet none of the money. So I have nothing but, like, anger and resentment, and uh, that's how I feel about Justin Bieber. All right. Fair enough. Like, who who is his fan base? Are these fetuses? The boy is 12, right? Like, who? Mm -hmm. who Somewhere around there. I think think he's 18 now. It's like the the people buying this music are are the same people that are on toddlers and Sierras, right? They're like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm 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 planning on. I hope it comes out on a copy of vinyl, so like just so I can scratch it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I have a record player. I would totally buy that. I want a record player. You don't need a record player to scratch it. You know, get a key or some sort of glass, some sort of rubble I found around, you know. So let me find out that you, Jordan Ferber, would walk out to the record store, uh, buy the vinyl copy of Believe, and then just crack open a bottle and and just start scratching it. Exactly. I'll tell you right now, the hardest part of the whole thing is going to be finding a record store. (laughs) <laughs> I'm thinking in my head you should go to that amoeba, but that's over in uh, where Ashley is over in Hollywood. Yeah, so no, no, no listen, I go to, I can go to, I know, you know, I know a guy over by uh, Astor Place. He doesn't have another store; it's just a dude. Yeah, no, there's releases down there. I don't know if he's uh-huh. going to have the, the, the latest releases. I don't know how up to date his stock is. You know how, oh, how I've uh, gotten a few <laughs> Bette Midler records there. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, at, at Amoeba or from Jordan's bootlegger on Astor Place. He's not a bootlegger. His name is Jim. He's not a bootlegger. He just you know he he finds records and and has a and has a, one of those things to put the price tag on it. <laughs> so, all you okay. need really is the price tag gun. And, and then all you would need is a knife or key. Uh, let's uh, last panel topic. Let's do the um, uh, Shia LaBeouf is naked in Sugar Rose Sugar Rose's uh, new video. Uh, give me one word to explain your feelings on that. Let's start with you, Ashley. 
Rutabaga. And Jordan. Cobra Commander. <laughs> what was that? Cobra Commander. I know it was two words. Oh, but... <laughs> um, he was Cobra. He was in the. He was. Wasn't he Cobra Commander in the GI Joe movie? Oh, was he even in that? I don't think he was in that. He was in Transformers. Oh, and it was the other guy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the other uh, young guy that's trying to be an action hero. Was he in that? I thought it was, uh, what's his name, Ch- uh, Chatham, Chatham Taintsworth, wasn't he in yeah, the yeah, no, he was, he was he was one of the good guys. Channing Tatum was one of the good guys. The other guy, the, the, the bad guy, was, uh, was <laughs> the kid from Third, Third, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, right. I love him. Uh, yeah, he's great. I'm surprised he was in that GI Joe. I, th- I thought that I know, was eventually, to be eventually they're gonna eventually they're gonna find a vehicle for him where we believe him as the tough guy. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> True. Well, I did a movie with him, and I had like three and a half lines, and he was very nice to me. <laughs> and he was well. Wow. Yeah, he was, he like, was very really nice. nice. To her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played a secretary. Well, I smell uh-huh. Oscar nomination. No, uh, you're talking it. about I'm Shia sorry. LaBeouf or Chatham Tainsworth or what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, do you guys uh, know how this whole these last two years have made me feel? Either of you? I um, think I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping we're gonna, hopefully we're going to find out in a second. Yeah, here you go. When you just don't know what you're myself feel a certain way. Uh, during the first year of Blaze and Rye, we didn't miss one week. Sometimes there were multiple shows in a week. Shortly after our last anniversary show, I got a promotion at, my, uh, at work. I began working an intense day job that I can't stand in a department that drives me crazy, and I've been there about 50 hours a week. And by the time I get home, I'm exhausted. So that, in essence, is my reason for our show being as sporadic in the last year as trips to Jersey to visit your alcoholic grandmother. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we've been so inconsistent lately. Um, I've let something that I hate dominate my life, and I've been neglecting what I love, so I promise in the next year to devote more time to this show to find a balance between worrying about my finances and worrying on my radio show, and hopefully uh, one day the two will not be mutually exclusive. So I hereby decree a new uh, renewed passion in making it happen, Captain. I may be uh, somewhat financially more stable now, but I am far more mentally unstable. I love this show, and I love that you love it, so let's love it together. And by the time June 18, 2013 comes around, ain't nobody going to have time to write a certain way like this. Uh, panel, thank you. Let's uh, just, Jordan, um, you got that, uh, your fundraiser coming up June 28. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. It's our seventh year. Um, uh, uh, unfortunately, the beginning of the story is uh, a little sad. Uh, my brother passed away 10 years ago. Uh, this July will be 10 years. My family started a foundation in his memory called the Russell Ferber Foundation. Uh, he was a pastry chef, so we have a full two-year scholarship in the uh, Culinary Institute of America Upstate. 
uh, a couple of other beneficiaries of the fund as well. But this is our seventh year doing a, a fundraising event for the foundation. We do a raffle and a silent auction and a comedy show that I host. And it's going to be awesome this year. I'm really excited for it. Uh, it's June 28th uh, at uh, the Village Community School, 272 West 10th Street. And uh, we open the doors at 6.30. We run the raffle from 6.30 to 8. And then we close the raffle and uh, start the comedy show uh, at about 8 o'clock. What kind of um, – so uh, in order to find out more information about this, uh, people can go to RussellFerberFoundation.com. Is that it? It's uh, actually RussellFerberFoundation.org. .org. Um, we also have a Facebook page because I think you're supposed to now. You have, you have to. You have to have a Facebook page for anything. Sure, you got to have that. You can just search on, on Facebook or just search on, online, RussellFerberFoundation.org, and uh, they'll have all the information about the event, and you can donate online through PayPal and get your tickets in advance now. Uh, we'll also be uh, taking cards and stuff at the door. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great thing. I thank you so much for coming back on, and uh, you're still doing the straight-up stand-up, right? And I'm still doing straight-up stand-up at the Zinc Bar. I'm not doing that uh, uh, weekly anymore. I did that weekly for a long time, and it was really hard to maintain it. So I'm doing it once a month. It's the second Thursday of every month. You can find out more by going to straightupstandup.com or to awesome. jordanferber.com if you want to learn uh, anything else about me or my career or what else I got going on besides those two items. Sounds great. Thank you, sir, for coming on again. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to have been part of the two-year anniversary. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome anytime. It it made me feel a very certain way. (laughs) Um, I have to play the song again. um, (laughs) Yeah, and Jordan, by the way, I just wanted you to know that you sound just like your dad. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I knew it. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Miss Miller. Put him off there. Uh, Dennis Leary, not Dennis Miller. Okay, him too. Uh, hey, good night, man. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Ashley, look at this. Let's see who we got. What? We got my next okay. guests are Bistro and Nightlife Award winners who star in their very popular self-titled cabaret at the Duplex. Please welcome Paul and Robbie, otherwise known as the Resignos. Uh, Are we oh. on? You I'm guys here. are on on the air. Robbie, you finally on. figured out how to work hey. this thing. I, I, that's an impressive sounding crowd. I, have I know. To I, I, that's pretty good. That's better than <laughs> that's a huge crowd. Yeah. I, I never understand why they come here to watch me interview people rather than go to the people. <laughs> anyway. Where's, I'm just wondering where my invite has been. I would come. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charles. So. <laughs> How much money are you guys looking to raise for your off-Broadway show? Five hundred oh, million dollars. Is that too oh much? Oh my gosh! Amazing. No, not that. Not that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so well, tell right me about now, this. We just what, what started are... an online campaign, and our goal is ten thousand, mm-hmm. which is which is I, I is a lot. It's a lot of money. Wow. But well, and this, what, what is it for? This is for doing your Resignos uh, variety show off-Broadway. Yeah, we just, um, uh, I guess back in April, we were selected to be a part of this thing called the Araka Project, and uh, mm-hmm. we're being, uh, uh, we're essentially the end goal is to produce our show in an off-Broadway theater for two weeks in September, and we have to pay for it, so that's why we have to raise a lot of money to do it. Wow. I, I like the way you say it, Robbie. You say Araka Project like that. Money. 
It's a fun, it's a fun name to say. It really is. <laughs> I let him um, say it. It's, it's more fun than him saying it. It's more. I guess I have more fun saying it than Paul does. I enjoy yeah. it a good amount, you know, but maybe not as much as you. I you don't, don't show it as much. I'm think. still. I'm just very. It's this money is very daunting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashley, sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just gonna say I love that they were like we've selected you to raise money. I don't think that you guys will have trouble. I think that you, I believe in you. I know it. It will oh, happen. Thank you. So sweet. Do you do you have ten thousand dollars? <laughs> we can take I care of this tonight. I don't have ten dollars. We could take care of this we'll tonight. Take that. We'll take the ten. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think you meant. I'll take I whatever think you meant negative got. ten. Oh. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm like one you, overdraft fee away from being homeless. <laughs> <laughs> now, can work. you guys describe what a shmuppet is? Robbie, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take this. A shmuppet is a Muppet-style puppet that we call a shmuppet because we don't want to get sued. It's and a, you're, oh. what, why am I asking you this? Are you incorporating these shmuppets into your show? <laughs> we do we, have shmuppets. We do have several show. shmuppets. They're recurring I, characters. The original one mm-hmm. we had was was Bernie, um, and he's he's a green shmuppet. And then we have um, we have a blue one named Clarence. We have a, a sweater vest shmuppet, which is a talking sweater vest. And we and also, also in our last show we had a real a, a full sweater. That's a sweater vest with sleeves that talks. Okay. And then we also have um, six. We made six reindeer um, shmuppets for our Christmas show this year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's a shmuppet. Now, what is swe- what is getting sweater vested? What does that mean? Okay. Oh, well, yeah. This you was something. This was something we kind of uh, just started doing. Some. It was just really silly, basically taking um, pictures. I don't know of celebrities or like um, famous images and and basically putting cartoon sweater vests on them. Um, kind of our logo is everything is very cartoony. Um, so I've been, I think like every Tuesday and Thursday usually we'll we'll post a new um, picture. And we've done, I'm trying to think of the ones that we posted. We did the Avengers. That was that was a big hit. Um, <laughs> that the got shared of, more than once. Uh, we did Game of Thrones. We did um, Mad Men. The Mad Men logo got sweater vested. Um, but if you donate, I think it's thirty-five dollars. Yeah, thirty-five dollars, and we will sweater vest a you. Of yourself, and we'll sweater vest you. So it's, it's, awesome. it's all the rage on the internet, um, uh-huh. and it's it's just waiting to go viral. You know, it's like it's 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 on the verge. It's any moment. It's it's we're talking we're talking wedding proposal lip dub level of viral. Yes. <laughs> now I have to ask you, Robbie, how did you enjoy making that chicken for Matt Hawk? <laughs> he 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 comes over and visits and demands food whenever he does and we make him um fried chicken that he really likes. <laughs> in fact, That's he really I wish there was a funnier story to it other than he comes and, <laughs> and, and he kind of, of well, he kind of demands it at this point. He yeah. almost doesn't want to visit unless it's happening. That's exactly. He'll call, he'll say I'm I'm flying in from Los Angeles. I'd love to see you guys. Will there be chicken? Mhm. <laughs> I don't have many hey, friendships that are that demanding, but for him we put up with it. I don't know, because he doesn't come around that often. Now, can he, do you think he's worthy of being sweater vested? Um, if he pays $35. Yeah, if he pays $35, <laughs> that's exactly right. What about the chicken? Sweater vest the chicken. 
Ah. Oh, we could do that. Well, you'd have to make it then. But if you make I'd it, have to make it. If you make it, that means Matt's probably going to come over. So it's right. Double-edged yeah. sword. In case you ever want to hang out with Matt Hawk, just promise fried right. chicken. Okay. Um, now we only have a like a minute left, but uh, oh, I man. have to ask you guys: um, wh- When does your Indie Go 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 up? It's up now. It went you live today. There now. What is that? Slash the Resignos or backslash the Resignos. So you just have to figure out how to spell our name to get there. Oh, is this the thing you're using to to fundraise? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So it's not a Kickstarter. It's an Indiegogo. It's like Kickstarter, but it's Indiegogo. So it sounds better. It's all about the go-go and the Raka, Raka yeah, project. Yeah, it's very hip. Yeah. It's very hip because we are. So that's why we yeah. chose that. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you I'm guys do an to... Indiegogo for my internet bill. I have I have considered doing it for my groceries. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, r- Robbie and Paul, if you guys had to erase one show from the world's existence, which one would you choose? Frasier, West Wing, or The Golden Girls? Oh, that's a horrible That's question. an unfair question. That that's I refuse. Wait, okay, you know what I well, yeah, I don't know. I can't do that. That's horrible. We first need an all, answer. No, that's just you can't you can't you can't ask that question. You can't you can't do that. First of all, I can tell you right now that NBC wouldn't want you to do that because all three of those shows were on NBC and those were their glory days. Uh huh. So okay. no, I refuse so to answer this question. I don't even. It, this is this is a terrible premise. <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh, Fair it's enough. The obvious answer um, ever. Well, if you okay, so Mike Hadge and Matt Hawk share the same initials. Is that more impressive than sharing the same face? Uh, <laughs> Actually, I think what's more impressive is not only do they share initials, but their last names rhyme with genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's I never true. put that together. More than anything else. I we take credit That's, for that friendship, though. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, well, that's good because I'm glad that you guys have always been connectors. You, you, you perpetuate, you motivate the connections and the. Let me ask you something. Can we, you guys ever together. really we're, trust? Can you can you trust mirrors being twins, or do you think that maybe they are? It's like a, a just a glass window. Oh, no, I, I, I don't <laughs> even want to think about that. I trust mirrors. I don't. I, I don't mirrors. think I look like him. I trust mirrors. You but trust mirrors. We'll, we're going to end on that. note. check out um, at the uh, theresignos.com and the indiegogo.com slash theresignos. Paul and Robbie, thank you guys so much for taking part in the second uh, anniversary in a row. Hey, happy, happy anniversary, anniversary, Ryan. Ah, uh, so in sync. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Have a good night. All right. Our, uh, our next guest, uh, oh, Ashley, you only have like three more minutes, huh? Yeah, I just let it be known that I would have chosen Golden Girls in any scenario. It's always Golden Girls. Um, you would have chosen what show, did you say? Golden Girls. It's always Golden Girls. <clears throat> you know, I just had the uh, audio to play the Golden Girls theme as soon as you said that, and the switchboard <laughs> is not cooperating. Well, so just imagine, down the when we go back and edit the show, just imagine that that happened. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Travel down the road and 
potato release. A card, and it only said, thank you for being a friend. You'd be like, listen, punk, let's get a little more detailed of why I'm such a great friend. You're talking about traveling down a road. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, and what kind of road are they talking about? Is it literal? Is it figurative? Metaphorical? I'm sorry, what? what? Mm-hmm. Is it at night? Is it daytime? Well, Ashley Austin Morris, thank you for being a friend, and thanks for uh, being a big supporter of our show over the last two years. Um, I know you got to go uh, break a leg with your job tonight, and we will talk to you soon. And she's dropped. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, my next guest hosts Project Thursday Karaoke at the Time Out Lounge in New York City. Please welcome Patrick Cesaro. Patrick, are you there? Hello? Is that you? Huh. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, Ashley, you're there. I am here. I lost you, and now I'm back. But I'm back to say goodbye. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for uh, for for everything over the last two years. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so excited for you guys. Um, congratulations, and I hope there's many more. I really love this show. Aw, it loves you too, and so do I. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. All right. That was Ashley Austin Morris trying to get. Uh, Patrick on the line now. Let's see. This damn switchboard is not being very cooperative. Tonight, somebody must have said the Scottish play title before. Uh, all right. It's Patrick Kuzara, is that you? Hello. Hello. Sir, hello? how are you? I'm fantastic. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Thank you so much. So let me explain what's going on. I just had a different co-host, and now they're tag-teaming it, and now I'm going to welcome a different co-host. Are you ready for this? Oh, sure, sure. Ashley sounded hot, though. I don't know who she is, but she sounded smoking. Do you think that she could turn you straight? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think that's a done deal. Let me tell you something. She is smoking hot, but we have a guest coming on later, Misfit Dior, that she would turn me straight. She's, like, hot, blonde, tattoos all over. Great. Delicious. <laughs> so, you, so you've been doing this radio show for two years now? That's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Yeah, two years. Isn't that crazy? Tom Fogarty, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, there you are. Okay, so now you went for, we went from Ashley Austin Morris uh, to Tom Fogarty, both very lovely individuals, and now we're on the air um, with the most shirtless man in New York City, Patrick Kuzara. Uh, when Google, Patrick, is the second thing that comes up is a shirtless photo of you, how do you feel about that? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you know what? See... I actually recently only started wearing tank tops, to be honest with you. I, it's been about a year and a half since I started, but um, I am addicted. I'm addicted to tank tops and twinks, but, um, but it's, been, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing year and a half, and I will never go back again. I'll never go back to wearing sleeves. <laughs> what about so you, Tom? I'm, I'm happy you? about it. I'm happy about <laughs> it, basically. Uh, are, you, are you, Tom Fogarty, are you also addicted to tank tops and twinks? Uh, not on me. <laughs> um, the beaver Q moment. Yeah, beaver Q. Oh, oh my God, Patrick, uh, Tom Fogarty. 
me, we're all big Justin Bieber fans, I'm realizing. How excited are, are you, Patrick, for the album tomorrow? What? I am so excited. I guess I actually go see him perform on The View tomorrow. You're going, didn't you do that already? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny story, I like a connection have, at The View. I do. I go backstage to The View every once in a while, actually only once before and only when Justin Bieber performs on The View. <laughs> yeah. I know that sounds horrible, but it happens. And um, I'm actually meeting him tomorrow. So, oh, my God. There's that. <laughs> Are you honest? But I have to wear sleeves, though. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. Why? Because, I, I mean, I wanted to, you know, thought I was going to turn him gay. You're, you're trying to turn him so you're wearing sleeves? No, no, no. I, w- I'm, I wish I could wear a tank top, but I can't. I have to wear sleeves. Sure. You know, I have to be classy. Is, I'm a view audience member. So is that a real thing, like a real dress code there? Oh, there is a yeah. There's a real dress code. It's like casual business, casual. It's bright, Ew. bright colors. Bright colors. We want to put you on camera, so they they, they wear bright colors and such. So, so that's that's, that's what I'm. Every I'm, time, yeah. Uh, every time I go to Letterman, uh, they're always like, "Yeah, you can wear tank tops and bring your twinks and and everything's fine." They said that at Letterman. Damn, I need to I need to go to Letterman then I guess. Yeah, you got to get a connection elsewhere. Um, have you heard, have you guys heard Maria yet? The song about his baby mama drama? I have. What do you think? Um, I think it was poorly compared to, um, Michael Jackson's, uh, Billie Jean. Someone, someone compared it, but I was like, maybe only in subject matter, but as far as the, like the beat or anything like that, it's not quite as classic as Billie Jean. The rest of the album's amazing though. As long as you love me. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. I have the whole <laughs> album, by the way. I downloaded so it illegally. Do Don't tell anybody. Yeah, let's not. That's let's the not Maria say it. you yes. were talking about when you posted that rye the other day. I yeah. had no idea what what you were talking about. You probably I thought I was talking thinking, about Santana and White. Deborah Black. Harry's Maria. Ooh. <laughs> Deborah Harry's Deborah Maria. Harry. I started singing <laughs> that one. Now, nah, ain't nobody got time for that one. Let me uh, touch upon what Patrick just said, though. Because it was actually Justin Bieber who compared Billie Jean to uh, his new oh, song. Right. He said. This is his Billie Jean. And I was actually thinking about this earlier. Like, of course, it's not like this this immaculate, incredible uh, composition that, that Michael Jackson had um, that I believe Quincy Jones produced on the Thriller album. It's, it's mm-hmm. not that, but it is incredible. I, I really love the song. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be compared in terms of, like, as good a song, but it, the subject matter is very similar and that's not my, the kid is not my son, that's not my baby. I mean, mm-hmm. I get the comparison. Yeah. I do, I do too. And the rest of the album is pretty darn good, um, if I do say something yeah. else. So. And I plan on telling him that tomorrow as well. <laughs> you can um, tell I'm, I'm super stoked. Oh, I could tell. Uh, also, let's touch back on the shirtless photographer. The, uh, you you recently received a Facebook message from someone at Sean Cody, right? Is that the organization? Yeah, that is the organization that I received a, a message from exactly, um, saying that uh, mm-hmm. they would like me to, you know, come in and uh, audition to be one of their performers. Uh, and and, they, and it, the voice of this message was very bestowing. It was like it was such an honor. And I was like, really? 
could get you could catch an STD in Hell's Kitchen for for like n- like nothing. Like you, you could just walk down the street and catch something here. So that, that is not an honor. That is not an honor. But um, a lot of it got quite the amount of feedback when I posted the message, and um, everyone kept saying, "Oh, how cool! How you know you must feel so good." And I'm like, "No, I really don't. Actually, it's it's not the coolest thing to be." I don't know. It was it was interesting. Not quite flattering, but. It was something. Wow. Well, um, I've always liked that crate and barrel furniture that they use, though. Right? They just set up those rooms really nicely. Good what point. Is wrong Good point. You? <laughs> um, speaking of uh, uh, twinks, we have Ricky Schroeder coming up in just a minute. Um, but uh, Tom Fogarty, uh, what would you say, how would you react if you had gotten a message like that on the Facebook from, from a, a gay porn site? Uh, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Perfect. Um, tell me, Patrick, in 140 characters or less, every gig you are hosting or DJing this week. Holy cow. That's a lot. I'm actually DJing right now. I've got this thing on auto mix, but then I've got um, hosting <laughs> a project Thursday or karaoke presents karaoke idol tomorrow night on Tuesday. Uh, and that's at 9, 9 p.m. Then uh, Wednesday I'm DJing. Marty and Thomas and Marissa Rosen show at 10.30. There's an open bar before at 9. And Project Thursday karaoke, the original, on Thursday at 10.30. And Saturday night, there's one more show, Marty Cummings and uh, Kelly King. And that's at 10.30. Can I just tell you? More there. than 40, 140 characters. I apologize. <laughs> Far more. It is forgiven. Uh, you did it quickly. So uh, I saw um, Kelly King sing... Uh, that song from what 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 do you call it? Gravity at um <laughs> the Defining Gravity sessions. Mm-hmm. Oh, Defining Gravity. I, I see. I'm I'm a terrible gay, but I got chills. It was incredible. Yeah, she's quite incredible. Quite incredible. At her show, actually, um, we had a couple of celebrity guests um, arrive this last weekend. Um, do you know who Fortune Feimster is? She's a comedian on Chelsea lately. No, 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 no. Oh, oh Amanda, I love her. You funky gal. Yeah, the, yeah, the the pussy um, uh, balls out of her pussy thing. Uh, that sounds horrible right now. Yeah. But if you could see, but if you could see the the, the things I'm doing with my hand, I'm sure you'd understand much more. Because right now I'm trying to mime it to you, but you can't see it since this is radio. Um, right. But anyway, she's a comedian. She's on the panel at Chelsea lately, um, and she's hilarious. They stopped by the show. She got up on stage. We asked her questions. She's the most amazing comedian that I've ever met. She's incredible. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, lots of crazy things like that happened to me. Who who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Nipple slip. Right. <laughs> oh, this happened. This happened. You missed it. Um. But seriously, it's it's a crazy place. <sighs> well, Patrick, I can't thank you enough for doing it. Um. I let's go out. Uh. Prowling. What do they call it? Trolling for uh for twinks soon. Hey, sounds good to me. Do you, just bring your lollipops and your. Pop rocks, and we'll be, and we can, you know, we'll catch them. Got to catch them all. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy anniversary. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Uh, all right. Um, Tom Fogarty, how you doing over there? Okay. I'm just okay, wondering why good. you didn't include the bath salts. The, the bath salts. <laughs> because we don't want to get eaten. Second. They're going to eat us. That's the next trend. Well, that's what you want, ultimately, isn't it? 
Oh my God! We, let's move on. We got our next guest starred um, as uh, from 1982 to 1986 as Ricky Stratton on NBC's Silver Spoons, and is currently starring in Naked Boys Singing at the Kirk Theater at Theater Row in New York City. Please welcome to the program, Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> Hi. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So tell me, Ricky, is about the early days of working with Alfonso Riviera. <laughs> well, I can't remember too much of it, strangely enough. You were not anywhere near being born at that time, right? No, I was not. <laughs> okay. Right. I All right. So... Wait, can we, can we pull back a second? Um, excuse me. Speaking of twinks, Ricky Schroeder, what? Excuse me? <laughs> I was hoping you uh you didn't hear that part. Oh, no, I heard it. I heard it. I've been listening in. <laughs> um now Tom, uh if in case you're confused, this is a different Ricky Schroeder from the other Ricky Schroeder that we both knew before. No yes. doubt. Yes. I'm the better one. I can He's put the two together and make something of it, Rye. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, the way that you're going tonight, I don't know if I want you to. Um, so why do you think uh, – let's stay on that, Ricky, shorter for a minute, though, because I like this question. Now, Ricky, okay. tell me, why do you think NYPD Blue constantly had to change your character? First David Caruso, then Jimmy Smith, then you, then Zach Morris. Who do they think they are, Van Halen? <laughs> you know what? I never really watched the show, so um, I couldn't answer that. <laughs> now – Tell me, sir, every single detail about Broadway Bears yesterday. Oh, my God. There is there is way too much to tell. It was just an amazing, amazing night. Um, just, you know, you walk out there, you're, you've been doing your rehearsals all day and for the past week and just being in awe of all these amazing performers and what they can do and their aerial stuff and just how gorgeous everyone is. And then you get to the actual event and you walk out on stage and there are just thousands of, it's a, it's a sea of heads, just like all there that's watch you dance and sit naked and, and just like they're thunderous applause and screaming for you. And, oh my God, the, the love in, in that, in Roseland Ballroom last night was just overwhelming. It was incredible. And are, are, is everybody naked or just, just the performers? Just the performers. <laughs> Oh, okay. I think. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part. <laughs> and uh, so, wh- what is? Tell me about the event a little bit. Broadway Bears raises money for uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, right? Yes, it, it raises money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, and it's um, it's this was the twenty second edition of it. It's been running for twenty two years. Jerry Mitchell wow. started it just dancing on the bar at Splash with a few of his friends. And they uh, started, like, they got maybe $1,000, $2,000 that first time. And I'm just learning that we we broke a new record last night and we got $1,254,000 for Broadway Cares Equity Fight Day. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's awesome. Ricky, do you know my friend Madeline Reed? Did you do anything yes. with her? I didn't do anything with her in the number uh, or in the in the show last night, but I did see her quite often. Oh, okay. Um, cool. She had a, a fantastic little headpiece that she loved. <laughs> she was in the opening number. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was in I was in Puss in Boots. Oh. Uh, now, Ricky, you are um you're in Naked Boys singing right now. Uh you are naked on stage every night. How how do you feel about that? Were you nervous when you first got the part or no? You know, <laughs> everyone always asks me that. Um it, somehow it ended up being that almost every show that I've been in since like high school, I've ended up shirtless or, or without pants or like next to naked, like almost every single show I did. Um mm-hmm. since high school, we're talking about two years ago now. Uh, excuse me, it's more like three, four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Three years. Three years. Three years. Um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, so this kind of being completely naked just kind of seemed like the most natural next progression for me. You know? <laughs> um, are you? How old are you? Are you even old enough to legally be naked? Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Okay. Um, you only you just have to be eighteen. Uh, and mm-hmm. plus, I'm I'm turning twenty one July sixth. I'm so close. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah. You can Thank you so drink. Much. That's yeah. right. That's right. And which boy are you, Ricky? I saw I've seen the show, but not for the last maybe three years. Well, um, I started out initially. I was doing the role of uh, the radio, nothing but the radio on. Right. But um, we we had some cast changes and some changes. Uh, someone came in and and I switched roles, which I I think I'm in a more suiting role for me now. I'm in uh, the entertainer number. Oh, cool. Which is kind of like the more dancey bossy kind of number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many years has what? that been going now? They, well, they did have a 13-year run off Broadway, and that production, it started in the the Actors Playhouse in the Village, and then it moved right. to no, Stages. Right, that's thought. Yeah. That production just closed um, in the beginning of the year, and then this is, this is a brand-new production with a, a brand-new team behind it, brand-new cast different feel, different staging. It's the same numbers, but it's basically a revival that happened, like, a couple months after the first one closed. Yeah. And uh, so we just started, we started previews March 22nd, and then we opened April 5th. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, Ricky, what happens if one of the boys gets excited on stage? (laughs) Well, they would have to immediately get off stage. We have never had that problem, and it it's sort of it's hard to explain to anyone who's not doing the show. But there's just not a chance that you're gonna get excited on stage. It's just it's it just it, you you know you're there to work, and you kind of get really get to know these boys. So if you ever had any feelings for them initially, you're like, never mind. After a point, <laughs> um, it, it just wow. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> You kind of just you you do your job and you have too much to concentrate on. Like you have to concentrate on where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to sing and um, to be. It's it's just not. It just won't happen. <laughs> but if it did, we would have Let's to go, immediately run off stage. Let's go back to the. Um, uh, if you have feelings to these guys, you're like, never mind. What do, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I guess that's that's more for. Because this the team who does it here also does Naked Boys in Provincetown, mm-hmm. and in Provincetown you're literally like living with the other boys, and like you kind of if you first might be attracted to someone, then you you kind of like really get to know them, and you, it just becomes like they're your brothers, 
you know. I see. Kind of it would be her. weird getting excited by your brothers, I guess. Yeah, it's just you get to, you get to know the boys too much to like actually really be interested in them in a sexual way. Now, but what about when you guys were doing the photo shoots before you really knew each other and you're all naked on top of each other? What about getting excited then? Did that happen? Well, that that definitely the first day we met everyone was at our first photo shoot and um. Someone may have gotten a little, little something something at some point, but I won't name names. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I wait, noticed. That's... <laughs> well, there was Did there anybody was else notice? I don't uh, know. I actually don't. I have never brought it up to any of the other boys. <laughs> I think maybe I just noticed, <laughs> and I didn't say anything. <laughs> you never brought Fair it enough. up. Because no, because <laughs> you know, I I kind of saw it, and he like immediately like put it behind a pillow, and I was like, okay, all right, I, I won't embarrass him. <laughs> um, yeah, I can imagine that being a bit embarrassing. Tom Fogarty, uh, if you were in that photo shoot, what would your reaction be? Anybody got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, well, Ricky Schroeder, check him out, Kirk Peter, uh, Naked Boys Singing, what... Um, uh, when do you guys are you guys ongoing or is there a date that you guys are ending? We are we're open ended run. Um, we open just end. do nice. Thursday, Friday, and, and Saturday shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be changing later in the summer. We might just be doing uh, Thursday and and then two shows on Saturday instead of Friday. But uh, we're not quite mm-hmm. sure about that yet. So All right, cool. Be later in the summer. And you can get all the information at nakedboysinging.com. Is that right? Uh, nakedboysingingnyc.com. Damn it, I keep getting these websites wrong. All right, cool. Well, Ricky Schroeder, thanks so much for being part of our anniversary show. It's uh, good to have you on the, the program, finally. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Take care, man. See you soon. You too. Bye. Ciao. All right. Um, Tom Fogarty. See. There you are. You know, Ricky Schroeder, he says that he's not a twink, but he's like the quintessential, I don't know what he's trying to pull here. (laughs) And I know that he's still listening right now because I can see his number on the line, but let's move on. Uh, Our next guest is an up-and-coming poet in New York City. Please welcome, for the first time on the show, Alicia Rodriguez. Yeah, A-Rod, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Holmesy? Congratulations <laughs> on the second anniversary of your show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being part of it. Now, you you just did an open mic last week, and, and it went well, right? I did, I did, and it went fabulous, actually. I loved it. I'm actually going back in another uh, week and two days from today. That's awesome. Tom, have you ever done any uh, open mic poetry? Um, years ago, some you know some of the early slam stuff when I featured myself as a stylist, but nah, I'll leave that to the kids that can do it. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, dunga blue balls. <laughs> blue balls. So Alicia, we're going from uh, a naked twenty-year-old uh, twink to your poem. So I hope it's a smooth transition. Yes, well, actually, I have a little surprise. I wrote a small one just for you that I will say after my uh, my newest piece that I did uh, at the open mic last week. So 
the first one is cool. called I'm in Love. <clears throat> I never thought there would come the day that I'd say I'm in love with a woman. Sorry, Mom and Dad, I know you wanted me to find a man, but this woman is all I want to be, all I need. I've known her for years, and even though I've known her for so long, I never really knew her until now. She makes me laugh. She's smart, sexy, artistic, romantic, and fearless. I'm in love. For so long, I didn't even know she was there in the background, patiently waiting, trying to get my attention while I carried on killing time with these double-dealing, self-important men in vain. While I put them first and tended to their needs and desires, their insecurities, their fantasies, she... She watched in pain, but somehow knowing that one day I'd glance her way and see her and everything would be okay. I'm in love. I'm in love, and it took 30 years of trial and error, back and forth, yes, no, maybe, what the fuck, but it all led me to her. I always noticed her, but when I truly found her, I promise you I never saw a smile so bright, eyes so hopeful, a mind so capable. Her strength and determination unwavering, her will unbreakable. She's confident and sweet, refined and street all at the same time. She's thirsty for knowledge, compassionate, and quick to stand up for what's right. I'm in love. And I know she's only human, but she saves me. She protects my heart. She made me see my worth and resolve to compromise it or myself for no one. She knows my thoughts before I speak, my intentions before I act. She calms my fears when I want to run. She taught me to let go, live life, and have fun. I'm in love. And I give my word this is my oath. I will never leave her. I love her with an intensity unparalleled and only matched for a small sum. Now it's my turn to be there for her, to hold her to the light, propel her to great heights. I will no longer give her a part of me. I will no longer listen when the world asks me why I'm not with the man. <laughs> See, I'm glad they ask. To put it mild, there's an endemic occurrence of reckless running wild. It causes diarrhea of the mouth and renders the intrabody completely blind. But I don't have time for that anymore because I'm in love. And I'd like, to meet, I'd like you to meet her. Hello, everyone. I'm in love with me, and it's my pleasure to meet you. Yes, I'm in love with me, from my sometimes unruly hair to my sweet, full lips, from my lips to my fantastic C, okay, B cups, down to my moderate hips, from my hips to my <clears throat> butterfly, and down to my lovely toes. And when I find that man, that one, he will have to show me why I should cheat on me, why I should love him with that same intensity. And when he does, I will love him readily, wholeheartedly, and I will be capable of loving him that much more because I couldn't love him unless I love me. And that's the end of that one. Damn, girl. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Very nice. Uh, this one I wrote specifically for you. Um, I tried to do my best. It's a little of a Dr. Susie kind of sound, but I tried to incorporate all the Ryanisms, as I call them. So oh, <laughs> um, this, is, this is from me to you, and it's titled, My Name is Ryan, I'm an Actor. <laughs> there we, here we go. <laughs> While riding that D one night, an idea flickered like a light. He was thinking in his head. He was like, he goes, he says, my show's going to be out of sight. But, oh, Lord, he came down with bronchitis. And so... And thought, ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> and though he was feeling a certain way, with the help of his mainest mains, this idea for the show was one not to miss. Though his dream is for Kells to be on, he will settle for my second-rate poems. And I ain't never lie, oh, Lord, it's a fire on the waves every week with blazing rye. 
Two years long, going strong, and many more years to come. Congratulations have been said. Now, paper towels, I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Outstanding and fantastic. I'm honored that you would write that. Not a problem. Thank you. I wanted to do something specifically for you and your show for tonight, so I did my my best to try to make it as fun as possible and uh, make it a little Dr. Seussish. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Were you were you? Did you write that at work today? I absolutely did. <laughs> I was sitting wanna... for about fifteen minutes and did my best to come up with whatever I could and try to incorporate my Ryanisms. You know, Alicia. Uh, deals with colitis quite a bit. <laughs> I don't. I don't have colitis. I just. <laughs> I, I work in a lot of. I work in shit, basically. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. got time for that. <laughs> um, Tom Fogarty, reactions. I got colitis. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Not like a barbecue. You never lie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Alicia, I I will see you soon, and thank you so much uh, for beautiful, beautiful poetry. Uh, Yeah, you you. should stop working and shit and um, and do that full time. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And again, congratulations. Thank you very much for having me on. It is quite an honor. Great work. All right. Yeah, awesome. Have a good night. Paper towel. You too. Paper towel, I'm going to bed. Bye. Alicia Rodriguez. Check her out at, uh, you know, she ain't got a website yet, but at one of these open mic things. Um, I believe we have a uh, report from our, our local news here. Uh, we'll be right back. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop, and then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Of course. Oh, please tell me you got Sweet Brown calling in later. I, You know, I try, I've been oh. trying to get her on. I've been trying. Oh, I can never and, get tired of that. No, me neither. She is so, it's like she was. As my friend Lindsay Strong said, she's lovely. It's like she was cast. Yep. Mm. And apparently Sweet Brown ain't got no time for me neither because I, I tried. I, I, uh, I emailed the news station, the KFOR in Oklahoma, uh, while I was watching their Thundercats play basketball, and they ain't got time for me. Uh, it happened. Well, tell me. I know, right? Uh, we're we're waiting for Kate Doyle, uh, who is not late. I, I, we're actually running on time all of a sudden. Um, but Tom Fogarty, tell me what's what's in the pipeline for you. What do you got going on? What's crack Uh I go down to the mountains of Georgia this Thursday for a two-week residency, just to sort of get out in the woods and clear my mind and work on the next projects. And then when I get back, I'm actually doing a one-shot sort of special guest invited appearance in one of the nights of the hot festival at Dixon Place on July 28th. I am trotting out a character that I've thought about for years, and I'm finally going to let her out of the bag. Dalai Lama will be making an appearance. <laughs> Dolly, well, tell me a little bit about Dalai Lama. 
Well, Dalai Lama is a country singer, but is very partial to orange and peace. So she went to Syracuse? No. No. Mm-hmm. No, um, a little different kind of thing. I'd let her, I'd let her speak now, but she's uh, sort of taken a vow of silence over what's going on in China. Okay. So you are you're gonna play the Dalai play Dalai Lama? Yes, I am Dalai Lama. You? Are. <laughs> I am Dalai Lama. That's D O L L Y, Lama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Big lot of hair and, and orange orange attire. You know that sounds and that won't be here. That's gonna be where in Georgia? Uh, no, that's actually gonna be here at Dixon Place as part of the Hot Festival on July 28th. Uh-huh. We'll be I'll doing it in the lounge. It's an evening called Skanks and Pearls. And I leave it to you to guess which one I am. <laughs> skanks. I'm going to say Skanks. No. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we have this feature now where we can we can actually call out on here. Um, so maybe let's try calling uh, Kate Doyle and see if she is there. Uh we do have another caller on the line. I just got to make sure it's not her. Um, 302, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? 302? Wah, wah, oh. wah. Okay. So I guess we'll we'll try calling Kate Doyle this way because we need her for the hot mess, hotter hot mess, don't we? Um, let's get her number and let's announce it on the air. Uh, I know it's a two one. I mean two o one. Five five five. <laughs> Doyle Doyle. Okay, let's let's try this. Uh, phone number. Here we go. This is exciting. Not really. I'm sure it's very boring to anybody listening in. They ain't got time for this. And let's place the call. It says dialing. I'll take famous popes for 20, Alex. What the hell? Let's try that one more time. I didn't hear dial tone and nothing, Jesus. Oh, Lord, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh God! Huh? Interesting. All right. Well, let's let's start it without her, and let's hope that she calls in. Uh, it's time to play Hot or Hot. All right. First up on Hot or Hot Mess, uh, Tom Fogarty, Justin Bieber, Hot or Hot Mess. Hot. How about, see, I think this one would only work with Kate Doyle here. Last year's Blazing Rye anniversary show, Hot or Hot Mess. Hot. <laughs> Kate Doyle, Hot or Hot Mess. Both. Carly Rae Jepsen, Hot or Hot Mess. Mm. Hot and semi-messy. <laughs> what about paper towels, Hot or Hot Mess? Oh, hot mess. Oh, no. What about duck butter, hot or hot mess? Ooh, hot. (laughs) 
Do you know what duck butter is? <laughs> I can only imagine. And I don't know. If, I don't think. Uh, I don't know if there's any world planet where people would think it's hot. I hope not. What about dubstep? Hot or hot mess? What about who? <laughs> dubstep. Dubstep. Yeah. Oh, hot mess. <laughs> Do you know what dubstep is? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's uh yeah, it's that music where they're like. Yeah, sounds like robots uh, throwing up. Yeah, I like the kids that dance to it. <laughs> Some wacky shit. Bro. In what? In what way? Uh, it's just wacky. That's true. It's great. Um, <laughs> what we'll do now, uh, while we're waiting for Kate Doyle, is um, we're going to debut a segment on the show. Uh, that is called The Ramblings of a Delicate Genius. This is, I mentioned the day job that I work earlier, and I work with a genius, a delicate genius by the name of Alicia Kayyem, um, Ellie for short. So this is what happened the other day when I asked him a few questions. If you could offer a newborn child only one piece of advice, what would it be? Go back in. <laughs> did you hear that, Sire? Yes, I did. Do you think that that's sound advice? Uh, it could be. Depends on what the baby looked like. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, and whether so, the baby uh, wants milk or wants vodka. Wants what? And whether the baby wants milk or the baby wants vodka. Oh, ain't nobody. I got bronchitis. Um, so, sire, let's uh, let's also, since we have a couple minutes, um, and Kate Doyle is MIA. Uh, in the meantime, let's try calling her one more time and see what happens. Let's try this. Um, can I get some music, please? Uh, for me? Yes. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? Oh. Wait, we got someone. My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. I heard one ringy-dingy. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What's going on here? And then you Let's back that off? I think that was my fault. Oh, Lord. Here we go. First time ever I saw your face. I felt the air move in my hand. Hi, this is Kate Doyle. I'm missing your call, but leave a message. I'll get back to you. Thanks. Bye. Oh, hell to the no. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. She is Kate now Doyle a hot mess. Is, hot, what'd you say? She is now officially a hot mess. <laughs> Kate, where are you at? We're on the air with the Blaze and Rye radio show, and I'm um, just waiting for your call. Um, maybe you didn't get the memo that we actually asked you to call in 10 minutes early. Uh, so, uh, in the meantime, uh, I, I, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. I thought somebody was barbecuing. 
I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got, I got drunk. I got it. Ain't nobody had time for that. All right. Call us back. 917-388-4131. That is the call-in number. Let me holler. Let me hang up on her. All right. I remembered, Sire, in the middle of that call that maybe she didn't get my last email where I switched I switched her to 10 minutes earlier because Michelle Kinney, um, she bailed because she got uh, bronchitis. She got bronchitis? Nah, she got uh, something else. She got a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, colitis. <laughs> yeah, she got colitis. She's going to be one well, of the new, uh, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk about... Uh, we were talking about twinks earlier. Uh, twink or bear? What do you think? Ooh, well, I once was one, and now I'm the other. <laughs> so I'd have to, I'd have to parlay both. What about dance belt or jockstrap? Uh, ugh, was never a fan of the dance belt, though I had to wear them for years. Jockstrap, all the way. <laughs> And the old bike the variety. The old what? The old bike variety. Oh. What about Sex in the City or the Golden Girls? Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Paper. Can't beat them. <laughs> paper towels or toilet paper? Paper towels. Going to bed. All right, next so much up more on... handy. <laughs> That's true. Solution to everything, really, when you think about it. That's yes, the way they that... are. That's the way that it was said. You know, I, I, I think that somewhere in translation, uh, you or you define it a different way. You use paper towels to mean when you're crying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the way that I've used it is when we were uh, in college, um, and everybody knows this story already, and it's 17 minutes long, so I'll just explain the brief version, but we were in a, a voice first class, and somebody was, we were doing some exercise where you pull your tongue out and you do your monologue to, to open up the soft palate or something like that. And so uh, you, you take the tongue out with a tissue. And one day somebody didn't have it and they said, are there any tissues? And Jason Friedman was leading the warm-up. And so he goes, he looks on the top of the piano. There's a roll of paper towels. He turns back around to that person and goes, paper towels. And it was like it was the solution to everything. Paper towels. So that me and Jason Selvig, we started cracking up. And then that Friday, we were coming back from a party. We were at Denny's, and we left Denny's at 4 in the morning. And we're walking out, and Friedman doesn't know we're imitating him. But I go, paper towels. And Selvig goes, paper towels. And Friedman goes, paper towels. I'm going to bed. I gotcha. What again? What was what? What what did you say that class was again? Boys verse with Lisa Porter. I thought you said a boys birthing class. I was trying to figure out what the hell the paper towels were gonna do in a boys birthing class. <laughs> so would you be birthing boys or would boys be giving birth? Yeah, I was trying to figure out the punchline to that one. <laughs> Lisa Porter, I loved her. 
yeah. What happened to her? She's she's, she's out on the West Coast. Somewhere. I think she does. Uh, she does. She seems to do a lot with. Uh, what is it called? Act out there. It's the okay. the major acting company in in yeah. San Francisco. She seems to right, do a right, show right. a year with them anymore. ATC or ACT, but yeah, it's one of those. It's the American Wait. Theater School that's out there. How did you just use the word anymore? What did you say? Huh? What? You just said she does a show with them a, once a year anymore? Once a year or more. Oh, okay, because I've been arguing with my friend about this word anymore because now, apparently, colloquially, it's accepted to use anymore to mean nowadays. So, like, I watch that TV show a lot anymore. And anymore? I oh. Well, you might be able to get away with that when you're conversating, but not on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, I'm getting a I'm getting a, a text. Oh, Joanna Cunningham is listening. Wow, she actually just texted me. She knows she knows what I'm talking about. And Joanna, you're wrong. Uh anymore. Unacceptable, right, Sire? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of it anymore. <laughs> but I appreciate you listening though. Let's um Let's move on. Uh, Jason Selvig is a good friend of ours. Um, he uh, he made a few phone calls recently, um, harassed a few people, and uh, on this particular phone call, he is uh, calling a divorce attorney. Are you ready for this? Hit it. All right. Here we go. Be right back. Underwood Law Office. Yeah, I was calling about some questions about a divorce. Okay. Well, I'm engaged to to be married, and uh, I'm you know I'm kind of having cold feet, and I also found out that my uh, wife is cheating on me, or my fiance is cheating on me. Um, okay. And uh, the thing is, she has a lot of money, so. I'm thinking maybe I should just get married and then kind of do a divorce right afterwards and get uh, some of that money. First off, if she if she is wealthy, has she said anything about a prenup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings that up all the time. She wants me to sign a prenup. And I always kind of change the subject. Her question is, should you – you're wanting to know whether you should go ahead and – Marry her, right? Um, even though you know she's already being unfaithful. Oh yeah, and, and she's turn like, around and get it and get for real unfaithful. That, but like, I, I mean, she has like a, a good amount of money. So I'm like, and I put in all this time, and you know, she's just like not a fun person to be around. You know, like I just want to like you know get my money's worth for all these years. You know what I mean? <sighs> okay, I I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if she's if she's gonna if she's been pricing to get a prenup to begin with, um, right. You know, you may it, it may just. Or is really it like is it is that something where I can like bring a prenup into you guys and you guys like change some words around so like I end up getting more money in the divorce or something like that and then I'll sign that. Yeah, chances are. I mean, if she's. Uh, Already doing it before you get married. Here's the other thing, and I forgot to mention this. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Uh, the whole reason we're, like, rushing to get married, and we're getting married next month, by the way, um, is she is preggers right now. And okay. I, you know, I think it's mine, 
it might be, but maybe not. If she has a kid, that's one more way to split up the money as well. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me get your... What is your name? And that's all we got. Sire, what did you think about that? That's all you got? That's that's where it ended. Oh, that's too bad. It was just getting good. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I do have a message from Kate Doyle saying she's trying to get in, so let's try calling out again. She says she keeps getting disconnected. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, while you're doing that, was Jason part of the whole West Palm Beach? I am. Yay. <laughs> Brian, I've been in the queue. I've been in the radio queue. Mac Award winner, Kate Doyle. All right, sorry to cut your applause short. Uh, Kate, um, so uh, apologies, uh, technical difficulties, I guess, with the with the system tonight. Yeah, no, no problem. Well, because I kept calling you, and I and I've been in the queue listening. But then when you called me, I just saw for a number, and I'm like, that's probably a creditor. That can't be good. That is probably an ex boyfriend. Like I'm not answering a random nine one seven. So apologies. <laughs> the fault is all mine. Uh, how are you? Oh, oh, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm good. I'm very overwhelmed. I'm very busy. I guess I'm very hot mess in Manhattan these days. Yeah, so what's going on? Now, you are still doing Hot Mess in Manhattan. Why have you not gotten your life together yet? Well, basically the story is I um, put all of my shows together instead of doing it, like, once a month, like, random, like, me doing stand-up, but blah, blah, blah. We now put it together into one set musical, and it is going to be off-Broadway in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it is part of the uh, Araka Project? Yes, the infamous Syracuse-friendly Araka project, and now Michigan. Because, you know, Robbie Resigno, both of them, Robbie and Paul, were on earlier, and Robbie said that word in that Araka project like that. <laughs> of course he did. I love Robbie. Yeah, I prefer the other one. Do you? <laughs> Everybody prefers one, so, you know. Yeah. We should have like um, um like a flag day and then like a Robbie team versus Paul and like we could all wear shirts. You know? <laughs> uh no, let's not do that. Now why are you um <laughs> make so what's now are you you're gonna play the mess or you're having other people play the mess? No, I'm playing the mess, um, because I don't trust anyone else with my delicate words. But um, instead of just being me as a cabaret, it's now like a set musical. So the mess has her number one gay is a role, and her, like, transgender homeless woman that lives outside is a role, and, like, her plumber and the UPS man, and basically, well, it's it's four actors, and so the other three play all the other New York characters in the mess's world. Oh. Well, where's it going to be, Kate? It's going to be um, at the, where is it going to be? Oh, the American Theater of Four Actors or of? The American Theater of Actors, which is like on, where is? Theater for, of Four Actors, myself. <laughs> four of about, it's in, I, all I know is that it, it's attached to the, like a courthouse, so we can't do matinees because they're trying to like dispute parking tickets. So, but anyway, it's like 8th <laughs> Ave and 51st. It's all very fancy and I'm very excited. 
Gold. That's great. Yeah. What do you got? Your your publicist over there answering questions for you? Oh no, it's, <laughs> no, it's my sister. She's she's the voice of reason around here from time to time. Um, oh. She helped me write the book. Well, you know, so basically, mm-hmm. I was like, these are horrible things that happen to me, and then she helped me put them in order and write in offensive characters to surround the plot. Now, did you implement outside writers out from outside your circle this time? Well, this I mean, all the songs are in there, so basically the book is just by my sister and I, and the music is from, like, 12 different composers. And there's actually a new scene. This composer named Keith Varney wrote a song. He's insane. He's so good. And basically, when the mess is drunk, she accidentally orders an orphan because she's a philanthropic drunk. So she, so the song is called, it's like, basically the song is called 10 Cents a Day, and the mess learns, like, she has her priorities wrong through this, like, pretty horrifying, in a great way, uh, travesty to musical theater. It's a really fun, fun number. We had uh, um, Aimee Cucciaro play Sing Pod today. That's the name of the orphan. <laughs> now, when I'm drunk, I'll wind up asleep on Coney Island with my iPad stolen, uh, I guess mm-hmm. that's nothing compared to adopting an orphan. Right, right, exactly. Well, I think all of those things have happened to the mess. So that's the high, like, she wakes up, and her mom's like, you spent $1,000 on my Amex. Ah! And, like, lots of hilarity ensues. And she's like, well, what I get, did I get shoes or a wallet or something cool? But no, like, in her haze, she did order a top-tier orphan with all the fixins, vaccinations, a pet goat, et cetera. It just went balls out with it. So, yeah, now, it's going to be fun. Are you saying that in real life you have ordered $1,000 worth drunkenly of merchandise <laughs> on your mother's credit card? Um. I wish that was an option. Um, no, I haven't done that. My sister came up with the phrase, I'm a philanthropic drunk, and I love it. But maybe I have Maybe I have given away money wasted, and I still don't know. Maybe that's why I'm broke right now. So a big thing for you used to be with the cabaret, um, making sure that every word of it was true. Now, it sounds like you're, you're willing to branch out more with the, the musical version. Yeah, yeah, you know, for the world of the play, um, yeah, it's a little bit broader because we're trying to accomplish a lot, and I have all these 12 songs, and how do we fit it into one thing? But it's definitely a best of, like definitely some anecdotes from the cabarets and stories we've heightened and made part of the show, which, you know, I'm sure you'll recognize a few tidbits. You have been one of my longtime loyal supporters, Mr. Holmes. Well, you've been one of one of Appreciate our long times as well, so uh, for sure. Uh, thank you for uh, attending the the anniversary tonight uh, for the second year in a row. Thank um, you. Now, How's, how how are you feeling? Congratulations, by the way. I'm feeling good. Feeling feeling nice and messy. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Will Smith, gay or straight? Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, have you guys been discussing this? I oh. Nope. Well, no, not at all. Uh, I'm making me making me nervous. I think I think confused is that a is okay of an answer? Absolutely. Is, is gay you, in five uh, years an answer? 
What? Is is gay in five years an answer? Like sometimes people aren't gay or straight, but they're like gay in five years. Like you know. Gay in oh yeah. That's the next uh, Jason Robert Brown show. Gay in five years. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you with that reference. Who are you? Um, I know, right? I'm finally becoming a good gay. Oh, finally! I've waited long enough. Um, I cleaned my room and everything, Jesus. Oh, did you? You want to tell the, your your listeners that story? I've just brought a few mutual friends. Uh oh! I just I brought <laughs> a, a few mutual friends of ours back to to my apartment. Uh, you know, uh, drunken nights, whatever. And uh, two of them, to be exact. And both of them complained about how much of a, a, a mess my room was. Now I had to explain to Kate that that is not. Uh, always how the room is, um, but she doesn't believe well, it. The only funny thing is that these two people, on their own accord, separately, were like deta- like telling me the Ryan Holmes like narrative when they went to Ryan Holmes on their respective nights, and they were both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I gotta tell you, Kate, that place is a mess. Like both of them on their own, which made me and both times getting more and more messy in my mind, and I couldn't even imagine what was going down in there. There were no paper towels to be had, I suppose. (laughs) Now, of all people, though, I've gotten the most flack about this from you who calls herself V-Net. Right. That's that's just because I'm, like, hard-hitting, like, irony in your face. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I I, I just love it. It was like a sitcom that, like, these two people, like, totally separate were, like, Kate, What's up with Ryan Holmes' room? And unfortunately, I've never been, I've actually never been asked to come to your room. So I don't know. So my imagination runs wild. And I don't know what that's about, Ryan. What's wrong with Kate Doyle? You can come right now. I mean, I'll, I'll take pictures and send them to you right now. It is, I cleaned it today. But um, Did you? you know, Will you take time. a picture right now and send it to me? Because that would make me feel better. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I you think know what? you should actually post it to your Facebook Blazing Rye page. There you go. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but I uh, yeah, had yeah. Uh, my my friend Joanna that I mentioned before, who is like your biggest fan, Katie. Is huh? uh, she's listening right now, and she oh. said that um, she said, "Ha ha, gay in five years, you're in high school." So she was, I guess, making a little joke about my uh, sexuality there. Oh, oh, see, that's what I was thinking in my head. I didn't want to go straight to it. So thank you, Joanna. Everyone always says that, says that. Oops, say, thinking in my head. Where else are you going to think? I'm thinking in my left ankle, Katie Doyle. I'm thinking in my <laughs> right severed link on my left foot. Well, now you're bringing you, it back you, to voice verse. You can do that anymore, you know. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say boys' verse or boys' birth? Oh, I guess both. No. Oh, you could do – now I understand. I said voice verse because you were talking about it earlier. But um, boys <laughs> can verse. That's true as well. How do you feel about the rumors that uh, are going around that you're dating Chris Hemsworth? Oh, my God, Ryan. That I told you, my publicist told you, that's the one thing I didn't want to talk about. Mm, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I have not. I have no comment. I have no comment about that. Um, <laughs> yes, I wish I could give you more info. 
I'm sorry. I'm also at a shop, right, and my sister's pointing out Italian ice, and I'm trying to make faces about which one I like. So th- my uh-huh. stress level is through the roof. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's – okay, so you're at shop, right? <laughs> what, what is in front of you right now? Um, Italian ices and – like regular popsicles, like you know, just like I'm a popsicle. I'm in a yellow box. That's how popsicles talk. Um, they now have Sour Patch Kid flavored popsicles oh. and Jolly Rancher flavored popsicles. Okay, are you gonna get them? I I oh, can't decide. Gone. I'm trying to make arm motions to my sister while like keep up with like the witty banter that is Blaze and Rye, and I've just stopped this whole shopping trip. <laughs> And I'm very stressed about the popsicles, but I don't know. I I just can't even. I cannot even make a rational decision right now. I'm excited about the anniversary for you. Well, let's get you back on track. Let's um, okay. talk about uh, now. Was was performing with the Resignos the highlight of your career? Um, of my life, I would dare to say. Um, I love the Resignos. Do you know? Little known story. I was the one. And I take 100% credit in all of their successes. I was the one that said, listen, boys, get your shit together, put a date on the calendar, and be the Resignos and do your show in the cabaret scene right now. So I take full credit for them and all of their success. Full credit. Wow. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, like the Mama Rose. Yeah, I pulled them into Rockefeller <laughs> Center and sat them down, and I was like, get it together, you twins. You're too friggin' adorable to not market this. <laughs> you ain't never lie. And now they're mm-hmm. big uh, big cabaret stars. They are. They are. They have done me proud, and I, I cannot wait to see their show this summer. I'm going to be there every single night that I can be. I'm very excited. I don't believe that you're going to be there every night. I said that I can be. Oh, right, okay. They're not sugar-free. Nah, ain't nobody got time for the sugar-free. Well, we're talking about the popsicles. Like, if you're going to get a popsicle... Oh, I thought you were talking about the twins. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, snap. Um, Yeah, no, the twins are... I would say the twins are full of sugar. I said it. (laughs) Eating low? If you... Maybe. maybe, uh, Hey, that's... I don't. I no comment with that. I just saw where yeah. that was going, and I turned Jay it back Doyle around. Wants to get sweet and low with Paul and Robbie Resigno. Mhm. Yeah. If it was a both of them, like a two for one deal, you got it. <laughs> well, I got Kate. That. Kate, um, I love you. You're my favorite person in the universe, and you're um, my favorite person. Oh my God! Thank Listen. you so much for everything. Thank you, guys. And, look, congratulations. I love your show. I can't wait for there to be another anniversary. And, yes, I will talk to you soon. And Marvel right, on the Araka Project. And thank you. Thank you. And, yes, and I will I will hope to see you all there. And we'll we'll, we'll pimp it out. We'll, I'll come back and chat with you sometime. How's that sound? I just invited myself Wonder. back to your radio show. Oh, you know that you're welcome anytime. But, um, you know. <laughs> You don't have to well, like thank yourself. You. Thank you so much. All um, right. Thanks. Have a good night. Good night. Paper towels. Good night. Paper towels, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Okay, so now, Tom Fogarty, uh, now we're missing another guest. So I'm wondering if, if there are actually, if there are some, some problems with the system tonight because now where the hell is uh, Ben D. Cameron? Do you know? I don't know. I guess Venus is in Uranus. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what. Erica Lustig last year wrote a song um, that was actually written for somebody else, but she came on and sang it at the anniversary show as if it was written for me. Uh, and it was called It Sucks Dick That You're Gay. Right? So that was her song last year. Let's debut her song this year. This one is a bit more specific to our show. Uh, this is Erica Lustig uh, with the untitled song that is her 2012 Blaze and Rye anniversary song. Be right back with Tom Fogarty and hopefully Ben Cameron. Blazing, listen to Blazing Rye when I feel accomplishment. Rock on, dude. Love you, man. Congratulations. Well, how about that? Wow. Erica Lustig made me feel a certain way. What did you think of that? Well, I'm trying to figure out where she positions you. (laughs) It's sort of like she'd rather watch paint dry than... <laughs> what are you saying? Waka. What are you insinuating? Huh? Waka waka. <laughs> um, oh, that was good. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Well, speaking of paint drying, uh, did you watch the uh, the Masters over the weekend? The Masters. I mean the U.S. Open. 
I don't yes. Know. And yes. then how was that? From hotel rooms down south. Oh, that's right. Tell me about your your Beaver Q uh, journey. Uh, it was good. Good Beaver Q, King's Barbecue in Petersburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And also a place called, oh, my God, in Florence. Um, called, oh, my God, in Florence. Rogers. Rogers Barbecue in Florence, South Carolina. Pretty, oh. Pretty good, making the rounds. And I head back down Thursday, so I'll catch a couple new ones. There's a great so place just... in Fredericksburg, Virginia called Almond's Barbecue, if anybody's ever in that neighborhood. What if you're allergic to nuts? Nuts. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> All, almonds or almonds? Almonds. A L L M A N. Oh, like Greg Almond. Not no oh, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you don't have I, a nut allergy, do you? No, I don't. Do you? <laughs> walka walka. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's why we're going trolling for the twinks later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick, by the way, the, the guy who does have the infatuation with Twinks and, and Justin Bieber, uh, he's a he's a pretty good looking young guy himself. You know, he's I, I don't know that he's not Twinky. Right now, is he the one that turned down Sean Cody? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good move. Yeah. I, I had that moment you. when I first came to town, you know, when you're the new boy in town and you fall into that that routine. So I am certainly glad that I got my wits about me and said no, or else I'd be immortalized. So let me – so Of course, it was Betamax back in my day. It was, <laughs> <laughs> so did you get uh, offers from, from, from gay porn uh, videos? I had an uh, – yeah. The old, you ever hear the old William Higgins studio? Sure. Yeah. I could have been in How one of those with the, Noel, with the Noel brothers. Brothers? The Noel brothers. There was what Kip Noel and Chip Noel, and there were a bunch of and, them. You know, they weren't really brothers, but uh, the fantasy was that they were. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was like offered a gig, but nah, I got my wits about me. That's good, and I'm very glad that we're discussing this now because our next guest who's coming up in just a few minutes, uh, Paul Goslin, otherwise known as Cosmopolitan, <laughs> he, uh, he stated on the last time that he was on the program that if he were to go ahead and do a scene with the Maverick Men, the porn site, that he would actually... He would sit down and talk about it and consider it with them and stuff. And I'm I'm just I, I'm really curious, especially after the whole Sean Cody conversation, to hear where he stands on that now. Because as far as I know, he hasn't done that yet. Ah. Cool. Hopefully, he has his wits about him. Although the Maverick men are, are good friends of the show, so don't want to knock your hustle, boys. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody trying to knock that hustle because. You got to make that paper somehow. You know what I mean, sire? Ain't nobody got time for that. Yep. Now is he in the magic queue and and waiting to get on or? Now he is. So um, let's go to. Let me just find the introduction that I wrote for him, though. Wait a second. He's on now. Oh, just All right. Push the button. 
Yes, he's on now. Named by Broadway World as one of the top 100 people to follow on Twitter. That's impressive. My next guest has been on One Life to Live and is currently appearing on the web series Up All Night with Kurt, Kurt Magnum. Here she is to bring the porn, Paul Cosmopolitan Godwin. I could listen to that applause all day long. <laughs> Cosmo, how are you? I'm fantastic. It is a beautiful sunny day in sunny Los Angeles, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, nice. Where Whereabouts are you in that great town now? I'm actually currently sitting on the corner of Western and Sunset. Aww. <laughs> but happy anniversary, so Ryan. Oh, thank you, Paul. I've never called you Paul before. Um, I know, it's very so, odd. I feel yeah, funny I don't like about it. it. I don't like it. So, thank you, Cosmo. Um, it, you're sitting outside? Like, people people are actually outside in L.A., not in their cars? Like, I am standing on the corner. Where there's a Rite Aid. There's a Subway. I can see a McDonald's. There's a Food for Less. Yeah. If anyone's listening, come by and shake my hand. <laughs> so, speaking of... Um, Standing on corners uh, in your next career move, um, we we talked about you know last what? time with the with the with the, the your next career move. We talked about the Maverick Men last time and whether or not you would in fact do a scene with them. Earlier in the program tonight, we had Patrick Kuzara on who uh, denied a, a request from Sean Cody. Um, Cosmo, where where do you currently stand on that situation? On Receiving a request from Sean Cody? No, on if you were to do a pornographic uh, scene. Oh, oh. No, I I am, and I know I said this before, but but Mr. Justin Bieber said it correct the first time that never never say never. (laughs) Um, Justin Bieber, are you excited for his album tomorrow? Um, yes. Every time, every time they go to introduce up next Justin Bieber's boyfriend, I keep thinking that they're gonna have me on the radio, and I just don't understand that. <laughs> I was like, wait, I wasn't scheduled to be on the radio. Uh huh. <laughs> um, well, you're scheduled to be on the radio tonight, so tell me, how is your web series Up All Night with Kurt Magnum going? It's going fantastic. We have two. We've we've shot and filmed the entire first season. Um, we mm-hmm. have two episodes remaining which I think are pretty hilarious um, and quite quite controversial. I don't know if I should say that too soon. I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but um, we do okay. dive into some conver- con- uh, controversial topics, so stay tuned. Can you, can you elaborate at can all? I, can I elaborate? Um, I think they have some religious overtones. Um, okay. I believe I believe one of my lines that I had said was I enjoyed when he he might have been capitalized um, mm-hmm. took out his spine and whipped him. So infer what you will with that. <laughs> um, now are you I don't talking give too about? Much away. Are you talking about the web series or Tom Fogarty's life? <laughs> oh. oh man, now, I'm talking you, about the you, web series. You two have not been on the air together yet, right? No, nope. we have not. Nope. Cosmo Tom. Tom Cosmo. Hi, it's hey. nice to meet you. 
You too. The only thing that could have been better when you said where you were was if you could have seen a Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Do you know, I kid you, I kid you not, my sister is in town visiting. We were going to go to Roscoe's chicken and waffles for lunch, and the line was too long, and we decided not to. We had it in our our plan to go today. Have you been there? I haven't been, and I was saving it for a special occasion, and today would have been it, but we were too hungry. Well, the last time I was there, I was met uh, Flavor Flav. Oh, really? I, that was too I, fun. There were only about four tables there. We were there like at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and for some reason there was nobody there. Oh, it was great. That's, we sh- that's the time we should go, not on a 1.30 in the Monday afternoon. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the last time uh, I was there, uh, I went with Jason Friedman, the paper towel guy, and I felt so sick for hours afterwards. Oh. Well, that's not a really good advertisement if you want them to be a sponsor for your show. No, and who did you eat? <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't on those bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cosmo, you got the web series going. You got the, uh, uh, what's it called it going? That you just joined a theater company, right? Tell me about what's with I this uh, Theater 68. I'm on, I'm a company member of Theater 68. They're going to be putting up the L.A. premiere of The Late Henry Moss. It's, um, it's set by Sam Shepard. Um, I think that goes up at the end of this month, but check, I think it's theater68.com um, for mm-hmm. details on that. Um, but I'm also going to be performing this Wednesday um, at a show called Mortified, which takes journal entries from your childhood and you read them verbatim in front of a live audience and you celebrate your youth and it's uh quite embarrassing what you read and quite mortifying as the title suggests. So and that's gonna be at Theater sixty nine? That's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's actually it's actually at a bar called King King. It's this Wednesday uh-huh. at eight. If you go to Git Mortified.com. I believe that has all of the info for that. You can also now, why would anybody? Yeah. Why um, would anybody go to that website? Why would anyone go to that website? Well, yeah, why would anyone want to be mortified? Oh, because if you have ever seen the show, it is hands down one of the funniest experiences I've ever seen, ever. Um, but they also have a they have a show on the Sundance Channel that they take mm-hmm. a celebrity and they have a box of all of their childhood mementos and they go through and they talk about funny stories that happened as they were a kid and things of that nature. So it is it's a really good time. There's five people performing and uh, my piece is is quite quite good. And what what can you tell us anything about what your piece consists what of? I'm going what to be reading. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm going to be reading a. From they've actually, I sent them um, when I auditioned for it. I brought them all of my material from my childhood and whatnot, and um, they liked it so much they created two pieces for me. So I'm doing one this month, and then one a few months down the road. Um, but this one is going to be about that awkward time between my senior year of high school and when I first moved to New York City. And I really wasn't quite sure um, if I liked guys, if I liked girls. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. So I kind of experimented and wrote about it, and uh, I will be sharing the details that I wrote about. 
That sounds really interesting. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you take what? any fishy steps? I'm sorry? Did you take any fishy steps? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty terrible and mortifying. Um, the great the great thing about it though is that they have, they have chapters, um, and they have a chapter in New York. So down the road, the next time I'm in town, um, we could possibly organize a New York showing. So I'll be able to read my performance there as well. Cool, awesome. I can't wait to see it. And what is this A Minority Reports that you got going on? What's that? That I did a, a one-day episode. It was really awesome. Um, a friend of mine had contacted me and just randomly had said, do you want to, you know, play a casting director in this one episode? And I said, sure. But essentially it takes it's um, a group of friends who are of mixed nationalities, um, predominantly Indian, and they it's their lives in Hollywood trying to go out um, and be, you know, the actors who play the doctors and the scientists and all of those minority report type of role situations. And uh, and so I had a lot of fun. I got to be sort of behind the scenes, in the scene, playing the casting director. Um, and mm-hmm. the actress the actress in the scene, you know, fumbles through it, and I'm just like, really? This is a terrible, terrible audition. Um <laughs> But I don't, I don't have any more information on like when it will come out. Um, I know that she just, the director just finished filming in New York, part of the episode. So hopefully she's got everything that she needs, and we'll be editing and putting it together soon. Awesome. Now I'm so used to having uh, uh, you for just an unlimited amount of time. Uh, oh, by the way, I think we uh, we should uh, we got to cut it short pretty soon, but. Oh, we were just talking before with Kate Doyle. Did you hear what we were talking about with the with the I, messy room? Oh my gosh, no, I didn't. Okay, well, she was you saying were, that were you two of her about gays, a messy room? two of her gays said, like, what's with what's with Ryan's disgustingly messy room? Do you care to uh, elaborate? Oh, do I? Do you think that I am one of those gays? Would I have said something yes. like that? Uh, yes, you you tweeted it, <laughs> Brian. I think you should have a lifetime supply of paper towels for that room. It was so messy. Ew. <laughs> um, Brian. Last Brian, up. I, I yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. We can move on. No, no, no. say it. What were you saying? <laughs> nope, we're moving on. Oh come on, man. <laughs> we'll save it for the next time. All right, fair enough. Um, last question. <sighs> I got to tell you that I'm not really digging this. Let me ask you how you feel about it. How do you feel about One Life to Live characters moving to Port Charles? Um, well, I, you know what? I'm happy for those that have been able to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that One Life gets the sort of continue in a small way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, I, I enjoyed my One Life to Live moment um, that I was there, so I hold it. I hold that show very near and dear to my heart. Um, I I think that the show, I think I think it's okay. I'm, I'm personally okay with the fact that they've brought One Life to Live characters to General Hospital. Whether or not longstanding fans enjoy it or not, show is still on the air, and everyone should just be thankful and grateful 
that they have a story to go home to and watch um, at the end of the day, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, these actors, you know, they have a job. The writers still have a job. You know, things – you don't really have to complain too much that they're, that they're on the show. Now, see, my soap was always General Hospital, and the few times that I've been able to turn it on um, and, you know, I see Todd Manning talking to Carly Corinthos Jacks, it, it disrupts the flow of General Hospital to me. You know what I mean? In- Interesting. Well, you know they were doing cross crossovers. You know, Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful did it. One uh, One Life to Live and All My Children did it. So it's you know, it's not an uncommon thing. This just seems to be up in arms because there's nowhere for these One Life to Live characters to go back to. So there's no around. But crossovers they were happening for a while. This just seems to be more more permanent. Well, yeah, it's like I Janie Francis now being on the Young and the Restless. Oh yeah, that shocked the hell out of me when I saw that. I know yeah. I was I turned on the TV one day all of a sudden like there's Laura. The fuck? Yeah. Well, you know these go back to Luke. They have to, they have to work. Well, and she was going to marry the old Peter from All My Children. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like they all got to um, move around. They're like they're like baseball players and they just get traded between the shows. Yeah, absolutely. We got to move on, but. Uh, Cosmo, have you seen um, this Chandler Massey from uh, Days of Our Lives, the guy playing the gay storyline? I see him every night when I close my eyes and go to bed. Oh, my God. Okay, good. We need to talk about that later. I love you, and I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the anniversary show. No problem. Have a happy anniversary, and good night to everyone that was on the show. Paper towels, indeed. Thank you, sir. Paper towels. All right. Paper towels. Bye. (laughs) Paper towels. All right. our next guest, this is exciting. This is one of the only women who can turn me back straight back to a heterosexual. Please welcome the sexiest rapper alive, Miss Fit Dior. Hello. Hello, darling. Happy Hello, happy darling. Birthday. How are you? I'm good. Happy, happy second birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Years since we were performing together, that's a year year already. That's gone so fast. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it was just like a couple months ago? Doesn't it seem like a full yeah, year. Me. I, I can't believe it. we're getting older. The time goes too fast, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, who to you, Miss Fit? You're very uh, fashionable. Who do you think is more fashionable, Katy Perry or Nicki Minaj? Ooh, Katy Perry, definitely. <laughs> Katy Perry, why oh, do you think so? She always looks cute. Nicki Minaj just looks uh, questionable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who who are you listening to? Who's really killing it in hip-hop right now? In hip-hop? Um, um, why does my, my, my brain just go blank? Um, I'm really, I'm mm-hmm. still listening to all the oldies like Jay Z and like all the old classics. I'm not really listening to a lot of new hip hop right now. Uh, I like see my favorite hip hop album I bought recently was Kanye's. It's actually even like really a hip hop album. But I like the Mar- so the dark, my dark twisted fantasy. So so Kanye, Jay Z, you're going with the the old school here, not the not the youngins. What about female rappers? Who's killing it in a female? rap game um me 
Awesome. Well, um, I don't know. Um, what's that? I like um, Santa Gold's not really a rapper, but I love her. She's amazing. I like MIA. She's not really a technically a rapper either, but I like more the alternative kind of music. It's kind of hip hop inspired, influenced kind of thing. I kind of um, but I still love hip hop. I just like I'm more broad with my with my tastes now. I think. Right. So by broader with your tastes, would you say that you are now a believer? A, be, a, be, a believer or a believer? <laughs> a believer with a B as in boy. Oh, I heard you guys talking about him earlier on the radio, and I was like, I hope he doesn't really ask me about him, because I have to say I haven't heard any of his music, or not knowingly heard any of his music. I feel a bit bad. I'm the only person on his planet that hasn't. I probably have without realizing, but obviously, um, you know, hat off to him because he's making a lot of money, so he's definitely doing, doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tom Fogarty, uh, are you a believer? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a daydream believer, too. I'm going to go on YouTube after this phone music. So, Misfit, uh, you, uh, you have this song, uh, Mr. Plastic. Um, th- is that about a credit card or an older man who has had uh, too much plastic <laughs> surgery? Or a strap-on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be. No, it's actually about. It's kind of a metaphor for. I'm calling like my credit cards, um, like my boyfriend, kind of thing. It's like Mr. Plastic always lets me have it, even though I actually don't really have credit cards. Which, you know, if I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so. Know, <laughs> right. Do you? Uh, do you, okay, so are you buying into um, Misfit? Are you buying into this whole trance house music scene that's getting really popular now? You know, I actually love that shit because that's the kind of, I actually grew up and I used to live in Ibiza before I moved to New York. So mm-hmm. I've, before I got into hip-hop, I was listening to house music and trance and, like, techno. So it's kind of, um, I, I like it. I like kind of, I'm, I'm a lot of, some of my new music, I'm kind of taking that sounds and mixing them with hip-hop. So I like that it's, it's kind of, I mean, some of it's a bit cheesy, the, the newest stuff, but I still like listening to other thing. I prefer, like, the 95 kind of um, house, like, Ibiza sounds. But that's cool. I'm glad it's kind of coming back around. Well, speaking of new music, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your new single, and we'll go ahead and play it. I've got a new single coming out next Tuesday on the 26th called Sexy Spectrum, and it's kind of like a hip-hop dance track. It's just kind of about being, you know, swagged out. (laughs) There's not really much part of the storyline to it other than just kind of having fun and being swagged out and kind of keeping it sexy. I have a video that's out right now for Lovey Dovey, which was actually a free download that I gave away for free on my SoundCloud. That's still available for free download. And um, I just did a video for it that I put out last week, and I actually edited the video myself. It's all of, like, home video clips. So it's kind of cool. Really? Like, personal. But um, that's awesome. on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. On so YouTube, you Check out our YouTube and our SoundCloud. Oh, great. What's that? Um, okay. Now, this is... Uh, Sexy Spectrum, this is your single. When is it coming out on iTunes? It's next. It's going to be available on iTunes and like Amazon and everywhere else. Um, 26, next 26. Tuesday. So be sure cool. to get it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Misfit Dior with Sexy Spectrum. We will be right back with Misfit. <laughs>
outfit. You got so much swag. <laughs> Thank you, baby. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. Tom, were you dancing around your living room? I was, I and was I was actually trying to figure out what I'd like to mix it with, and the first thing that came to mind was you spin me right round, baby. Oh, shit. Hey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe well, a little gold uh, farb. Gold Who? Gold frap. Gold frap. I, like I don't know gold frap. She's cool. She's, like, from England, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. I like she does work. Yeah. She's got a little of that, that scissor sister vibe, but very, yeah. very 1992. It is a <laughs> 1992 or 1990 also? 1992 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Misfit, uh, we, we actually are fresh out of time, uh, but one last question. Um, do you do, do people think that you're badass because of your tattoos? Yeah, they do a little bit, but I dress like a lady, so it kind of balances it out. But they do they see the tax and they're like, oh, shit, you got a gun on your <laughs> arm. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm a lady. <laughs> And and you're tall too, right? You're you're yeah, from what I remember, you're fa- you're fairly tall. Or was it the heels? I'm like five eight, and then I put seven inch heels on, so I'm like six something. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering because I remember walking down the street with you when we went to rehearse our number last year, and I remember yeah. just boys walking, like teenage boys walking by, totally enamored with you. And I'm oh. looking up at you, and it looks like yeah, it looks like you're seven feet tall. I'm, like, way taller now. I take my shoes off, and I'm still pretty tall, but, like, I shrink, like, six, seven inches, and everyone's like, huh? Wait, you're not doing that at all. Fair enough. Well, this was way too short. Uh, You have to come back very soon, and we'll we'll do it again. Thank you so much for having me. And, again, happy second anniversary. I I, I hope I come back for the third anniversary in the year. (laughs) Absolutely. You are welcome anytime, and uh, we will see you soon. Thank you so much for doing it. And looking forward to the 26th when the new single drops. Oh, yeah. Go get it. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, check her out, Miss Dior. Thank you so much. Bye, darling. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Um, That was Miss It. Yeah, so you were really digging that song, huh? Yeah. Let's see. We got a couple text uh, uh, messages here. Okay. So what I'll do is uh, we're going to play a game, Sire. It's called uh, Blazing with Trends. And in order to do it, I'm going to need Tamika Kid. So, uh, Tamika, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There you are. Okay. This is the one and only Broadway medic, Tamika Kid. <laughs> And Hello. what we need to do is try and get on Ben Cameron, uh, who uh, apparently is trying to get on the air. So let's uh, let's just look up his number. I'll give him a call now. And uh, Sire, can I get a little music? Why well, anybody got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do the auto-tune version. What kind of music? Moon Give me a little, uh, River, wider than a smile. Wait a second. I don't think I can call out anymore, and I mean that anymore normally. Wait a minute. Is it Time Warner jack you again, or what's good, man? What's going <laughs> no, on? it's just that we're, we're over the time limit. I don't think that we're going to get Ben Cameron on, unfortunately, due to the, the thing 
They, I don't see a phone thing coming up anymore. I can't call out no more. Well, well over the time limit, have we even been on the air? <laughs> Good question. I've been listening. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Happy second anniversary, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, Tamika. Um, what a what a crazy two years it's been. So let's uh, look up what's trending on t- for for Tom, who's unfamiliar with this. Um, what we do here is look up what's trending on Twitter, and I read a tweet, and then Tamika and you will tell me who you think that person must be who wrote that tweet. Are you guys ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Roger Clemens is one of the people, one of the uh, things trending on Twitter right now. Um, okay. Uh, let's see, these are all famous people who are tweeting, so you, you guys won't be able to tell me who these are. Uh, let's see. Uh, good. Um, not Bill Walton tweets, the Roger Clemens trial is the biggest tragedy of the court since, well, last night when Joey Crawford stepped on one to go to work. Huh? Uh, what, yep. what, what? I don't get that. Do you get that? I don't get it. Wrong one no. to start with. No, That's Sandusky who? Sandusky. <laughs> um, That's the travesty. <laughs> Sandusky is, uh, it, yeah, it, well, but Roger Clemens is nothing compared to that, no? Oh, boo-hoo. Let's go. How about the <laughs> single ladies? Single ladies is trending. Um, let's go down here. Uh, Jenny from the block, Miss Miss Pinky Ivory tweets. Single ladies show is whack. W a c k. Tamika, what do you think? Who do you think wrote that? What, what kind of person? Uh, somebody that uh, doesn't have cable and has to watch other channels like foreign channels to uh, find some sort of amusement, maybe. And Tom. Uh, yeah, I go with the not having cable, but I bet I bet she watches it on Hulu. <laughs> I mean, that show is on what's it call it on uh, VH1, so you need cable for it. But fair enough. I don't have cable right now, so I, I don't know. But I wouldn't write. The, but you know what? I wouldn't write that because I'm too busy out watching like real life. So whatever. That a girl. How about um, this tweet from Linda Cohn says. Uh, Rod Dickey, 43, back-to-back one-hitters for the love of a knuckleball, Mets Dickey. Tom, what do you think about her? What? (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing what? (laughs) R.A. Dickey from the the Mets, I guess. I don't know. Who's Dick is doing what? That's the question. <laughs> That's it. Man, this, I tell you what, these trends are terrible because usually we get trends that have like some funny shit coming up, like when Tamika talked about her Barbie being th- with the drawers uh, uh, taken off. Yeah, yeah and all those, trends, those trends got burning that. Yeah. Let's try. I told somebody that recently, and that it was unfortunate because it was one of my coworkers, and now they look at me funny. So. <laughs> How about this one? Oh, boy. I don't know about this. The the key to Revelation tweets, all Christians have told lies, but describing them, Rev 14.5 says no lie was found in their mouths. That's the power of God's forgiveness. I got it. I got it. Tim Tebow. 
<laughs> and Tamika? Somebody else that don't have cable. I don't know. Let's say it. I mean, come on. They're just sitting around reading the Bible. Ain't nobody got time for that. Wait, ain't nobody got cable? Nobody got cable? Everybody got cable. Come on. <laughs> got cable. Good. All right. And also, <laughs> Surface. Surface is trending. The word Surface, and apparently it's some sort of Microsoft thing. Um, Tim Feeney tweets, the new Microsoft Surface is going to revolutionize the way tablets freeze and crash. Tamika? You know, ain't nobody got time for that, man. Ain't nobody got no money for that. How about that? And Tom, did you say it was by Kim Teeny? <laughs> yeah, Tim Sweeney or Teeny or something. Like the friend of one of the New Jersey housewives. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's do before we you know get too deep into this because ain't nobody got time for this apparently tonight because this is the whack trends. But Creighton is the name. That's a weird name. Sensible Madman is the handle. Or no, yeah, it is. Can someone get on the two surfaces duct taped together Photoshop so I can live my courier dream? Hashtag surface. Tom, who wrote that? Uh, somebody who's never held a box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> and Tamika? I, I can't. <laughs> Someone who's never held a box cutter That's awesome <laughs> Alright, so you both had the same reaction to that Someone who's never held yeah. a box cutter Fair enough Yeah. Um, well, uh, we're going to end out the show uh, With a little reel that we put together um, Oh, we're not and, doing uh, another hour like Hoda and Kathy Lee? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I saw today, I know that's the Today Show, but I saw today they're going to add a good afternoon America after good morning America. Oh, sweet oh, Jesus. No. So that, that oh. means that they're going to start drinking at 10 and finish by 3, pass out by like 5, and then get ready for the next show the next day by like 8 o'clock in the evening. Well, maybe that'll be how they get Regis back on TV. Oh, no. Yeah, have you noticed that they cannot find anyone to replace? I mean, who's going to replace Regis? No, well, I think he's going to be back. He's yeah. going to. You think so? He'll be that last four hours of the Today Show, you know, in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's you when he think gets that, up. Um, yeah. That that sketch with Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live when he plays Regis and he kicks Hoda out and just takes over with Kathy Lee on the Today Show. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. Regis can't go away. Regis retired, and then two days later, he's on Good Day New York, back doing morning TV. Yeah, no, and in fact, I saw that hour, believe it or not, of the Today Show today, and Kathy Lee was saying that Regis is going to be the co-host with her on Thursday when Coda's away. So they're trying Coda. to work back into it. Just like Leno. Oh. Remember when he went away and came back? Oh, he, yeah, he can't but that get rid was of something Leno. different, though. Yeah, that was something yeah, cause, different. Because Regis is is likable. Leno, ain't nobody got time for Leno. No, except. absolutely. But I'm just saying, you know, he he said he was through, but then he couldn't hack it. <laughs> he Where's is a hack, though. Cutter, anyway. Right, he is True. a hack, nonetheless. <laughs> yep. All right, so 
we're going to do this one uh, last thing, and then we'll come back, say goodnight. Uh, so Tamika and Tom, uh, if you need to urinate, you may do so now. But we'll be back in a few minutes. Anybody got time for that? Anybody got time for that? So I'd just like to say that in, in the two years that I've been doing this show, uh, a lot has happened, and there's been just one kind of movement in particular that I kind of wanted to feature on tonight's show. So I'm just going to play the reel for, for you all, and uh, we'll come back and say goodnight. So uh, here we go. This is kind of what where my mind's been at and how I wanted to just kind of – this is probably the, the highlight of the last two years. So here we go. I vote in the affirmative, Mr. President. I-33, nay 29. The gavel of the presiding officer, no match for the cheers in the New York State Senate. As New York State Senate passes by a vote of 33 to 29, same-sex marriage rights. I am absolutely comfortable with the fact that men marrying men, women marrying women, and heterosexual men and women marrying men are entitled to the same exact rights, all the civil rights, all the civil liberties. And quite frankly, I don't see much of a distinction. Uh, at a certain point, I've just concluded that um, for me personally, it is important for me to go ahead and affirm that uh, I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. My job as a father is to love my son unconditionally, which I do and would, and uh, would continue to do what I could to support him so he could uh, live a good and, and uh, healthy and decent and faithful life. Well, I guess one of the reasons why it's so troubling and difficult for people to come out is because of the level of bigotry that's out there against them. Um, and I have to say that you know, your views that you've espoused on this issue are bordering on bigotry, aren't they? You said you recently changed your mind on same-sex marriage. I'm wondering what you mean by that. Do you now believe that gay people should have full rights to civil marriage nationwide? I do. I am no longer opposed to that. I think if people want to make commitments that last a lifetime, uh, they ought to be able to do it. I have All right, gay marriage. You tell us in the book that during the 2004 campaign you talked to George about not making it a significant <laughs> issue. Do you think we should have it? Well, I think that we ought to definitely look at it and, and uh, debate it. I think there are a lot of people who have trouble coming to terms with that because they, they see marriage as traditionally between a man and a woman. Uh, but I also know that, you know, when couples are committed um, to each other and love each other, that um, they ought to have, I think, the same sort of rights that, that everyone has. And I'm happy to say that yesterday an appeals court ruled that Prop 8 was unconstitutional. Anyway, so I'm happy about it, and J.C. Penney is happy about it, but there's a group called One Million Moms that is not happy about it. And uh, normally I try not to pay attention to my haters, but this time I'd like to talk about it because my haters are my motivators. Anyway, here's some of the comments that people have written on, uh, on their Facebook page. The first one is, love Ellen and everything she stands for. I'm going to shop there more now. Yeah. Here's another one. Guess I have to start shopping at JCPenney now. Here's another one. Way to go, JCPenney, for not giving in to bullies. Stand your ground. And then, 
Finally, I'm a Christian and part of a traditional family, and I support Ellen and now J.C. Penney. And here are the values that I stand for. I stand for honesty, equality, kindness, compassion, treating people the way you want to be treated, and helping those in need. To me, those are traditional values. That's what I stand for. Wait, 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 Bill. Sandy. What is the difference between a McCarthy-era communist blacklist in the 50s and the million moms saying, hey, J.C. Penney and all you other stores, don't you hire any gay people. Don't you dare. What is the difference? I wouldn't say that's great, son, as long as you're happy. I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's all sorts of issues that we need to wrestle through in our life. And just because you feel one way doesn't mean we should act on everything that we feel. Yeah. Why act out on that homosexuality? Oh, man. Take that kid and put him in, like, with the Taliban. Because he'd be most happy but in a really, religious state. What is Kurt? I mean, Piers Morgan, what is he doing booking Kirk? Hey, listen, who are you going to get on that show? <laughs> to be. And you don't even make the choice to be gay. I mean, like, when I like do they catch on the back? think about gay marriage? Well, as you know, Dick and I have a daughter who is gay with a wonderful partner named Heather and two wonderful grandchildren, um, Sam and Sarah. Just amazing kids, uh, well-loved. And I think that uh, you know, whatever Mary and Heather decide to do is up to Mary and Heather. So you're not against gay marriage? That's right. Okay. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you think it should be a federal law? I think freedom means freedom for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you ought to have the right to make whatever choice you want to make with respect to your own personal situation. Yeah. New York Senator Roy McDonald has defended the gay marriage bill. On Thursday, June 16, 2011, the 64-year-old Republican spoke to the press about the controversial measure when he said, you get to the point where you evolve in your life where everything isn't black and white, good and bad, and you try to do the right thing. You might not like that. You might be very cynical about that. Well, F it, I don't care what you think. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm tired of Republican-Democrat politics. They can take the job and shove it. I come from a blue-collar background. I'm trying to do the right thing, and that's where I'm going with this. My daughter came out of the closet a couple of years ago. And you know what? I thought I was just going to agonize about that. Nothing's different. She's still a fabulous human being. And she's met a person that she loves very much. And someday, by God, I want to throw a wedding for that kid. And I hope that's exactly what I can do. I hope she will not feel like a second-class citizen involved in something called a domestic partnership, which frankly sounds like a Merry Maids franchise to me. It's playing out in legislatures like New York and courtrooms and in the ballot box, but it's also happening around water coolers and at the Thanksgiving table and on Facebook and Twitter and at PTA meetings and potluck dinners and church socials and VFW halls. It happens when a father realizes he doesn't just love his daughter, but also her wife. It happens when a soldier tells his unit that he's gay and they tell him they knew it all along and they didn't care because he was the toughest guy in the unit. It, it happens when a video sparks a movement to let every single young person know they're not alone and things will get better. It happens when people look past their ultimately minor differences to see themselves in the hopes and struggles of their fellow human beings. That's where change is happening.
And that's not just the story of the gay rights movement, that's the story of America. The one time that I most wanted to say that I was married. When Ryan was in the hospital giving birth to our son, we would try to go in with my daughters and the clerk was like, no, the kids can't go in unless they're related. Jane was brought into the ICU. We had to have passes to get in. I told the woman, I'm here for my son. And she said, it's for parents, you know, a mom and a dad. And she asked me what your uh, marital status was, and I had to say single after 25 years of being together. And I came in to say, whose goes on the birth certificate? And I couldn't just say me. For dear God, we should not be putting civil rights issues to a popular vote to be subject to the sentiments, the passions of the day. No minority should have their rights subject to the passions and, and sentiments of the majority. This is a fundamental bedrock of what our nation stands for. All right. So the uh, gay marriage movement um, moving forward. Uh, uh, Tom, hearing all that, uh, uh, thoughts, reactions? Uh, two things right off the bat. One, I hope you post that more places. I shall. You know, since you've put all that time and effort into it, that was really awesome. Because it takes you down so many of the different avenues and lanes. The political one, the real one, the heart-wrenching one. But I have to say the one, the best thing I've heard around all of this in the last couple weeks was from Bette Midler, and I have the feeling that means it was probably a line written for her by Bruce Valange. But, you know, around this idea of change does come sometimes, it just takes a while, from the love that dare not speak its name to the love that won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good thing. That's a pretty I, yeah. good thing. Out of the shadows really... and into the streets. And, uh, Tamika, what do you, what do you think uh, about this? sort of, uh, you know, that, that it does seem as if progress is being made in various ways uh, when it comes to civil rights, uh, you know. Well, you know, speaking as a woman of color, it, it's just things do take time. Everyone gets frustrated. But in the same context, things need to change and for the better, which they are doing. Um, you know, that is a a beautiful conglomerate that you put together, which is really – what has been taking place, but just in like a short amount of years, like where it really got ramped up. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. I remember being in Brooklyn um, and Williamsburg, unfortunately, uh, walking down the street and, saw, you know, I saw these guys standing around like jumping up and down. I was like, what happened? And they're like, it passed. And like I got like, you know, gang hugged. And I was like, okay, what passed? <laughs> oh, okay, sweet. You know, and I was like, okay, and I was like, okay, here we go. You know, let's get one thing, let's get another thing. I mean, it's just, you know, we all want things to happen so quickly, and it should happen faster than it's taking place, and it does happen in the time appropriate. But also, you know, I don't think we need a law to tell people who the hell you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Touche. You know? mm-hmm. Amen. All. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I, I know I went the long way around that, but you you don't need that. It's nice to have right. it, but you don't need that. Yeah, I feel like we're finally getting to the point where uh, people are starting to understand that they can't dictate who you love, and 
marriage is a part of that, you know. So, uh, you know, there's still a long way to go, but and I think that all those clips that we put together are did happen within the last two years of us being on the air. So it mm-hmm. it is uh, moving um, fairly quickly, and I'm I'm hoping that ain't nobody gonna stand for that bullshit no more. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. No. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. it's a um, whole lot of colitis. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You ain't never lie. Uh, all right. Well, um, Tamika, uh, thank you so much uh, for thank for you. coming on the anniversary show. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, thanks for uh, doing it. Pinch oh, you're welcome. Long. Uh, Can't think of the anyone long else I'd rather spend so much dead air with. <laughs> yeah, right back at you, Slick. I um, know, thanks, thanks man. <laughs> Absolutely. So I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And lastly, if you have a Barbie, take her, burn it, bend her backwards, burn her knuckles on the stove, cut her hair off. And leave her around in some draws. Good night, everybody. Go!